Welcome to season four of the You Flourish podcast, Flourish in Faith. We are high energy, enthusiastic business women who are unapologetically Christians. At You Flourish Company, we know that our world puts such a high value on success and productivity, and our faith often gets put on the back burner. So we want to help you flourish in your faith. What does flourishing in your faith really mean? It means collaborating with God in every area of your life and in every season. With friends, family, and in business meetings, God wants to have a seat at your table, but you have to invite him in. And that's why this podcast exists, to help prepare you for every curveball that comes your way so you can stay grounded and flourish in your faith. Join us every other Tuesday for a new interview with a faith leader. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the You Flourish podcast. I am thrilled to be joined by Sarah Stenson. And Sarah and I have connected a couple times, but the first time that we connected, I just left. We got we got dinner at this chicken place. Chickens, and I remember both, I think, I don't know if both of our chicken sandwich was like so spicy, but mine was so spicy. And that's Sassy. what I remember is it was so spicy. Um, but I remember leaving that meeting with her, just feeling very like filled up and, um, truly like, like there was hope after that. Um, and so I was really excited and I asked her if she would want to be featured on our podcast because, because I want her to be able to share her story with everybody, um, listening. And so Sarah, first welcome. And why don't you just share more about you with everybody? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to start today and kind of work my way back. Of, uh, I live in Fargo, actually uh, just moved to Horace with my husband, and we have two little boys, Simon and Aiden, and then we have a dog, Bear, um, first and foremost, my family. And then uh, professionally, I work for Border States here in Fargo. Um, I have gone through sort of a professional transformation over the last year. It's kind of a journey of self-discovery, both personally and professionally. Um, but the work that I do is uh, centered around helping customers solve problem and solve problems and um, improve the, the cost of doing business with them. And just um, kind of my background, I grew up in Western North Dakota. I am the youngest of five children mm-hmm. and the only girl. And that um, for anybody that knows me, it explains my personality to a T. Uh, very close with my brothers and uh, my family. Um, I grew up, I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, my dad was ordained a deacon when I was just entering junior high, which definitely has um, a big significance in my life. It's reflecting back it's one of the most beautiful days in my entire life the day that he was ordained but there's a lot of influence that came from that um that I take into my world today Mm. yeah I remember you sharing about that and how that played a huge part on your whole journey and I'm sure now when you look back that's not something I've been doing lately is reflecting back and thinking about wow how far you've come 
and how we've gotten there and all the things that have happened along the way that just makes sense now, but didn't probably mm -hmm. at the time. So, uh, well, Sarah, today I really want to focus on when we think about perfection in our faith and needing to be perfect. Sometimes we think when we it comes to anything that revolves on faith, and we know that's not true, but sometimes we set this expectation for ourselves. And so oftentimes, yeah, we feel the need to be perfect for God. And so we feel like maybe we can't go to church if we've sinned or we aren't worthy because of our past. And so my first question for you is, you know, and share as much as you want to share on this, but how have you pushed past the need for perfection when it comes to your faith? Honestly, I've, until you posed that question, I never really thought about perfectionism in regards to my faith. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, maybe even a little embarrassed to admit that, that I never really took those two things together. Like, can you be perfect in your faith? Um, I have a lot of really great examples in my life of people who would say that they're not perfect, but are just shining examples of pillars of faith and strength. And for me, perfectionism always kind of found its way into my life in other ways, you know, perfect grades or perfect presentation at work, perfect interactions, those sorts of things. And I think what I take away from that, that I can apply to my faith now that I've, now that you've kind of pointed this out to me of don't strive for perfectionism, but strive for consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't reach the top, what can you consistently deliver on over and over and over again? And I'll say I, I'm not great at consistency either, but being mindful of it and trying to take that away of if I can't do it perfectly, I can at least try and I can try every day, mm -hmm. um, whether it's the work that I do or um, practicing in my face. And again, I'm not perfect there for sure. Um, mm -hmm. But taking taking note from the examples I have in my life and my dad and my brother's um, friends that I've met that practice, um, that live a, a life in Christ and, and practice and share that with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a first, the first thing that I just thought of after I asked that question, I'm like, well, perfection is never achievable. And that's why, like, we have God's grace, right? But also, when you mentioned um, looking to other people who are strong in their faith and looking to them as examples rather than jealousy or maybe, um, yeah, spitefulness, I think maybe that that's something that mm -hmm. I struggle with a little bit. It's like, I want to be at this certain point, whether in my faith or my life or my career, and you see someone who is in that point, and sometimes we resort to jealousy or, like, how do they do that? Why, are, why do they have this blah, blah, blah? And why can't I get there? And so instead of going to that, mm -hmm. like going to like curiosity, um, I don't know. Do you have any mm -hmm. experience with like that? I definitely embrace curiosity. Um, you, you never know what you, you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So the best way to have a better understanding is to be willing to learn and be willing to ask questions. And, you know, I've got a four-year-old right now, so his questions are uh, endless. And I'm really starting to see that, whether it's about 
you know, something scientific that I can't answer or Mm -hmm. something religious. We just went through, my grandma passed away a few weeks ago and we went through kind of that experience of explaining that to our four-year-old of, you know, know, great grandma's gone to heaven. And the questions that came from that, I was not ready for that experience, but his curiosity just, it changed the way that I grieved because he wasn't asking the questions of why can't we see her anymore, but he was asking the questions of, you know, what's it going to be like for her in heaven and that sort of thing. So that, that, you know, that's one version of curiosity that's different that I've ever dealt with but my curiosity always just comes from trying to learn as much as I can and um, trying to share my knowledge with others Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's so important when it comes to faith because it's there's so much and that's why it's called faith because there's so much we can't see and so much that we will never be able to know but just being curious every day and um, I actually just had a conversation with somebody about when, even when it comes to like evangelizing people or like chatting with other people about your faith, um, just being curious is so important rather than like assuming or pushing things on people. Like curiosity is so um, important. Um, And so for you, I mean, when it comes to the workplace or like telling people about your faith, um, just living out like this life, how do you bring your faith into your work? And, um, how do you do so in a way that makes sense for you and for the people around you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not afraid to talk about my faith and being brought up Catholic and practicing a Catholic faith today. Um, I probably share more than I need to with some people, but it's a sense of pride for me now. And looking back, um, I'm a little ashamed that it wasn't as big of a sense of pride when I was younger, um, I went to a Catholic school, but yet it's still, for some reason, it didn't feel cool to be Catholic. And I see the youth today, or even my brothers, you know, we grew up in the same family, but yet still had very different experiences on our journey, mm-hmm. defining ourselves through faith. Um, and now today, it's, it just becomes a, a regular part of what I talk about. Somebody asks about your weekend. Oh, well, I read at church this weekend, or, oh, I did this. I, I don't see the two as being separate. It is just talking about myself and, and what my interests are and being comfortable in that skin feels really right for me right now. Right. Yeah. I love that. And too, it's just like, that's who you are. And so sharing it isn't a separate, it's not a separate part of you. It's just like, you're all one and that mm-hmm. is you. Um, my question for you is, you know, there's probably some people listening into this podcast or maybe some people know somebody who feels themselves being in that place that you were, where maybe you weren't as strong in your faith or you felt like, okay, what do I really believe? Or like just when you were younger and now to see where you are today, I mean, what advice would you give someone who has found themselves maybe questioning their faith or just not as strong as they would like to be? Yeah, I think it's, I would tell them, um, keep your heart, your ears and your eyes open. Um, I'm not great at listening a lot. I talk more than I listen. Um, But I have really been trying to just listen for what's around me. Um, My moments of true faith and true connection with God have come in those times where I wasn't necessarily expecting anything you know a a really dark moment where my dad said go to church 
prey on it. And I thought to myself, no, that team, that's not going to solve my problem. But instead, having an open heart and open mind, doing what he suggested, and just being present with my heart open, I, I was able to feel God come to me and help me through that time. And I've had several other experiences um, where that same approach has worked for me. And still to this day, you know, again, not being perfect, I, I don't make it to church every week, I'm ashamed to say, mm-hmm. but I always try to maintain that open heart. And if God tells me, you know, you should be doing this, you should be focusing on this, it's, it feels right to, to listen and to hear that and to take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so, it's so cool that God, um, works through us in such in just different ways and how like like you said like that approach has worked for you um in most times but like for some people that might not work and so I think just finding like what works for you to like a faith isn't like there's not a rule book like per se of like how you need to do everything mm-hmm. um but I think like just remember, remembering to like yeah maybe you don't make it to church every weekend but knowing that doesn't change how God sees you either um like you're still beautiful and wonderful and within his eyes and you're still like his and he created you. And so he's going to love you forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just remembering that and like not being ashamed because you are like loved, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about a couple of things, but I mean, we talked about you're obviously a wife, a mother, you know, you have a full-time job and you obviously are involved in a lot of different things. I mean, a lot of what we talk about at Youth Flourish is burnout. And I'd love to chat with you a little bit more about how do you help yourself in preventing that, preventing burnout and leaning on God when things get hard? Yeah. um, I try really, really hard to ensure that I make time for myself um I wasn't great at this at all in the beginning when I was first a mom I full fully embraced my helicopter motherness um as my kids got older as I as my oldest got older and we had our second I realized that I really can't do it all and that was really hard and really painful and scary because I not that I wanted to, but I really felt like I needed to, you know, I had to learn to accept help from other people. And when I realized how, how much help was around me, I was able to start seeing those moments where I can take time for myself. And um, one of the things that I do that actually does help me is I, I signed up to be a, a reader at church. So while I, you know, I can't make it every week, I have those moments where it's, it's you know, I can go there, I can be there for just me and do the thing that fulfills me. And I, I'm a communicator. I really enjoy sharing my voice mm-hmm. and that's a way that I can do it. And not only does it fill me up, but it also makes me feel good for doing mm-hmm. something, um, for doing something related to church. And then on that same note, when I can go volunteer or do anything like that, that's time for myself as much as it is doing something good for somebody else. It's, Mm-hmm. I can take time away from my kids and say, I'm doing this for me. Um, so those are the, those are the ways that I've been trying to introduce balance and boundaries mm-hmm. into my life. Um, 
gradually finding out where I can add more, um, change up my mix a little bit to what feels right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just even being open to reflecting. Like at the end of the day, I really do try to ask my husband and my kids, um, you know, what was your favorite part about the day? Or tell me something good that happened today. Mm-hmm. Or just even asking, did you have a good day? And if you didn't, let's talk about it and figure out, you know, why, what, mm-hmm. what can we change? But I really, that just moment of reflection at the end of the day to be grateful for tomorrow, um, that does, a, that does a lot more than I realized it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, a couple of things I thought of when you were sharing is that, you know, burnout doesn't come from doing it too much. It comes from doing too much of the wrong thing. And so I think mm-hmm. when we think about burnout and like, yes, your time is filled with maybe a lot of different things, but do all of those things fill your cup? If yes, then I think it's going to be okay, you know? And so um, just finding things that fill you rather than drain you, um, I think is the best way mm-hmm. to prevent burnout. Like you said, going to church on Sunday and yes, signing up for reading because one accountability is great, but also um, just reminding yourself that like, this is, I'm doing this because I know that this is going to make me feel better. This is going to make me be a better person this week um, and setting yourself up for success. And so I think that's really awesome. And, you know, true balance never really actually exists. And so I think we have to remind ourselves that what are we really striving for? Um, and, mm-hmm. but also like, I just keep reminding myself that God's grace is so much bigger than, you know, what we're all striving for anyways. And so um, not, not trying to put so much pressure on ourselves. And I'm sure like, as a mother, you feel a lot of pressure, like, oh, I should be doing this. And if we miss this, or if we can't do this, like, I'm not doing it right. But like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, and reminding yourself of the truth. Yeah. I would, I'm going to say, I don't necessarily like balance to me does exist, Mm -hmm. but what I think a lot of us struggle to realize is that balance never looks like what you think it's going to look like. Yes. Um, It's always going to, it's, it's in some ways it might appear lopsided or appear to favor one side or the other, but I'm really looking at my life as a whole. And my husband and I have always kind of had this um, we definitely acknowledge that there's times for each of us to grow and we have mm-hmm. to give each other that space to grow when he was in grad school and I took a step back. And then when I went to grad school and he focused on this, and now we're kind of in this season of him trying to figure out the next stage of his business and me figure out the next stage of my career. And we're trying to figure out like how to keep those in the right flow so that it does stay balanced and it is gonna every once in a while you're gonna teeter a little bit heavier the other way um but I do think that there's a there's a way to achieve it as long as you have that again open mind open heart that it's you have to be willing to see it how God means it to be seen versus how you expect it to be seen mm-hmm. yeah and I like how you keep bringing up like that we are a whole Look, I think we all, we all just try to silo, like we split up our lives and it's like, no, like you are a whole human being. And so when something happens or you're reflecting, like you mentioned, it's all about your whole self, not just these little parts of you too. Um, And so I think that, Mm -hmm. I think that is super important um, to reflect on, like think of yourself as a whole, not these pieces, right? 
Well, Sarah, I mean, how how has really like push, pushing yourself in your faith, and you maybe have touched on this a little bit, but um, and, and accepting feedback from others and learning how to be self-aware and reflecting, like how has that helped you in your work life and your personal life? Like how has all of this helped you like in general? Um, I think it starts, I mean, it starts with reflection for me. Before you can be self-aware, you have to take that moment to really observe yourself and understand why, why am I the way that I am? You know, again, it's not something that I controlled and kind of surrendering myself to that idea that God made me who I am and he knows what's meant to be. Once I surrendered myself to that and really started to accept that I am how I am because somebody has a bigger, a bigger vision for it, then it was how can I use not necessarily my weaknesses, but use all of my abilities to, to make them into a strength. So communication, I'm not great at. I, I talk a lot. I'm an over communicator. It's feedback that I get constantly. And so for me, the reading at church piece is a way for me to sort of take that negative and turn it into a positive. I enjoy talking. So let me do it in a fulfilling way. Um, so it's, it's, it's trying to do that. Um, so my self-awareness journey actually really came from a place of struggles with mental health. You know, I had a really, um, really hard time between high school and college growing in my mental health and I wasn't growing in my faith at the time so it was kind of those two areas where had I maybe had my 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 heart and my mind open maybe it would have been an easier journey for me but I, I wasn't I was closed off to it um it wasn't something that I was seeking in my life at the time and I was seeking feeling better in a different way of like you know God just make me better but I don't have to do anything to help the process along mm -hmm. itself and it took a really really long time and a lot of prayer and reflection and you know focus on my physical health my mental health conversations with friends doctors family to start to realize that I there's light and I just need to keep my eyes open for it and now I, I do, I, I kind of, I view life a lot differently than I used to. Mm -hmm. um, being a wife and mother has also changed that as well, because now I'm responsible for other people and I want them to have, I want to, you know, give them a, a good experience in life. And so I want to treat them better than I maybe treated myself in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but the feedback piece comes, you know, after the fact what do you do with feedback when you get it you can either take it and let it bring you down and bring you back to that dark place and i know that i never want to go back there so that's kind mm -hmm. of changed my approach to when i hear tough feedback it's an opportunity to get better it's a, a way to improve my self-awareness and learn more about myself or change a behavior or habit and it's not easy it's definitely my husband will this my bad habits are bad habits I can't necessarily erase them but continuing to try every day um, and continuing to hear it and listen for the feedback so mm -hmm. and I do that at work too mm -hmm. 
I think like everything you're saying does come back to that self-reflection because if you didn't take time to think about all these areas that maybe you wanted to grow in or where you were struggling in, it's so easy to keep going down a path that maybe isn't the best place for you or maybe you would have stayed down this negativity and not not ever saw the light if you didn't take time to truly think about where where you are, where you want to go, who you are, and whose you are. Um, so I think that's just mm-hmm. so powerful. Like we talk a lot about sitting in silence too, and like we're all so distracted all the time. And like when we finally sit in like quiet and give ourselves time and our brains time to actually like think, how powerful that is. Um, so uh-huh. I do think that's so it's so true that it does start with self-reflection. It does start with just taking time to simply stop and ask yourself some questions and um, just go from there and don't make any decisions until you let yourself think. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, well, Sarah, and before we wrap up, speaking of reflection, I, I hope you had time to reflect on um, your favorite Bible verse because <clears throat> I would love for you to share more about what your favorite Bible verse is, why, and like where this came to you? Well, I don't know that I would call it my favorite, but kind of it it stood out to me specifically on this theme of what we've been talking about. And as we've been talking, like, man, it is, it's in bold in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I picked Proverbs 19, verse 21, which is many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And I mean, that's, for me, that is really everything about my life. I had big ideas for what my life would become. Um, I had this vision and it's never turned out that way. Mm -hmm. And I have finally, only now at 36 years old, started to really realize that my own expectations often are the cause of my own disappointment and just trusting that everything will work out the way that it's supposed to. Um, I, it, kind of the same quote, or it's not a Bible verse, but a quote similar. I always love the saying um, about if it's not a happy, or if, it's not a happy ending. It's not the end or something like that mm-hmm. of everything just works out the way that it's meant to be. And you just have to trust that and trust God and trust the process and trust yourself um, to enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Mm, I've actually never, I feel like I've probably heard that verse where I've had to, have, but that is so good. Do you want to read it one more time? Yeah. Many are the plans in a person's heart but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Mm. That is so, I just love that because it is like, we can make all these plans. We can say, well, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and on and on and on. And I have this like plan for my whole entire life. Me, I do that. I'm a futuristic planning person. I want to have my life figured out mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, in the end, like God's planning will always be better. And so we just need to trust that like he's mm-hmm. in control and he is. Um, praise God, he's in control and we're not in control, right? Oh my gosh, that'd be a disaster. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I love that, Sarah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that specific yeah. verse, I'm going to meditate on that for a while. Um, 
because I think that does bring a lot of hope and because no matter where you are in your life and like we've all found ourselves in places that maybe don't feel as good as other other times and um, we don't know where we're headed but knowing that like that's okay too we don't have to have this yeah I mean how many times how many times do you get upset with yourself because something doesn't work out the way that you wanted it to and how much time do you allow yourself to feel bad or sad or disappointed or hurt when you could just be like, yes, take a moment to feel that because you should be able to feel everything that enters your heart, but don't, don't sit on it and don't let it ruin the next moment because you never know. Dad, we don't pick it. We never know what that next moment's going to be. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, don't sit on and like ruminate on something negative that happened because, like, yeah, exactly. I, I think I'm sure I've said this quote so many times on this podcast, but it reminds me of, um, like, when things are hard, like God only gives you the strength for like this exact moment. Like, He doesn't give you this the strength mm-hmm. for five minutes from now for this exact moment. And so it's like, don't worry and don't stress because. Like you only have the strength for now. So when we have anxiety and we're scared about the future and like what's going to happen to us and we're struggling and struggling and struggling, it's like, well, because we don't need to worry about that yet. Like he hasn't figured it out for us. Yeah. Just like live right now, um, which is well, a lot easier said like, than done. <laughs> yeah. We're going to say like having a panic attack, they tell you, you know, talk yourself through it. You're not having a heart attack. You will get through this. It's reminding, you know, God is giving you exactly what you need to get through this moment right now. And in the next moment, he'll give you what you need for that. And the next and the next and the next. I agree. Uh, Well, Sarah, this has been such a good conversation. And thank you so much for sharing everything with us Mm -hmm. um, and just sharing more about what reflection has done for you. I think that's one thing I'm specifically taking away from this conversation is the importance of taking that time just to sit and just think and let yourself work through those things with God um but yeah Sarah just thank you um and we'll put your information in the show notes so if people want to connect with you um they can do that and continue this conversation yeah all right well thank you and have a great day yeah thanks for tuning in everyone